I am just as thankful for friends who stay as I am for friends who leave. Yep, you heard me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. It's that time of year when we take an extra second to focus on what we're thankful for. And call me corny if you want, but I'll admit it, I'm thankful for you. I am. Thank you so much for being here, for pressing play, whether this is your first time listening or whether you're here every week. I really do do this for you. (laughs) Now, I don't live in the same city as my family, so my friendships mean the world to me. Whether it's my Instagram followers, my BLE besties, hell, even the lady I always see at my favorite cafe, they can feel like family at times. However, As thankful as I am for my little circle, I've learned to also be just as thankful for the ones who've walked away from me. And I know that sounds wild, but I'll explain. Today, we're talking about losing friends, why it hurts more than losing men, and the mindset shift that I've made that's helped me make peace with it. Now, I've learned to be thankful when someone steps out of my life, and it's not because I'm a savage, and it's definitely not because I don't care. Let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. Now, here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Have you lost a good friend? Of course, there are all kinds of ways it can happen. It's not always dramatic. Sometimes you just drift apart. Like, we change. Our lives change. Our priorities change. It's sometimes not personal at all. But sometimes there's a blow up, a falling out. Hurtful words can be said. There's backstabbing, gossiping, lies. And for anyone who's been caught up in the middle of something like that, you might have found yourself surprised at exactly how much it hurt, especially when it was super abrupt or unexpected. I took a poll on Instagram and asked, what hurts more, losing a man or losing a friend? And you might be surprised to hear that 80% of the women who responded said, friend. Why is that? Well, typically our friendships last a lot longer than relationships. Like lots of us have friends we've had since grade school, whereas 80% of dating relationships end between three to six months. Also, if you lose contact with someone you're dating, it's more understandable because most of the time there's only one spot to fill. Unless you're in some sort of a polygamous situation, there is only one person for the job. Whereas with friends, you can have as many as you want. So when someone decides to unfriend, unfollow, delete, it's extra hurtful. Like you could literally have as many friends as you want, but you don't want one of them to be me. Ouch. Our friends know everything about us, our secrets, our insecurities, where the bodies are buried. So rejection from someone who knew every part of you feels extra personal. Although losing someone so close can feel like the ultimate burn today, I'm going to share with you what I've learned in order to be thankful whenever someone has opted out of my life. Now, I'm not denying that it hurts. Wow, does it hurt. But not everyone has your best interests at heart. Some people aren't the same to your face as they are behind your back. Some are secretly jealous. Some don't actually want the best for you. Some are wolves in sheep's clothes. Now, as you know, I love to give an example by telling a story. And today I'm going to tell you a story about what happened with someone that I thought was a friend, someone that I'm going to call Christy. 
Christy and I hit it off right away when she started working for me. She was so much fun and she seemed down for anything. She was uplifting, encouraging, a really great hype woman. And considering that's how I try to show up for my friends, it was nice to have it reciprocated. I also always thought it was sweet that when we'd work together, she would take cute little behind the scenes videos of me so I could post them online and none of my other assistants had thought of doing anything like that so I thought she was really thoughtful. Whenever we hung out she'd tell me about her boy troubles and I'd do my best to try and help. You know those typical you can do so much better girl rants that women can be so so good at. (laughs) At one point she was having money troubles so I gave her $800 as an advance and told her there was no rush for her to pay me back at all. Then I got booked to do a destination wedding and she had told me that she'd never been to Mexico before so I thought it would be cool to have her there with me. She didn't have the proper experience that was needed in order to do the booking like she only did hair and the wedding required her to do hair and makeup too so I gave her a lesson and let her work out of my kit while we were there. She was so excited when I told her we were going and right away she said oh my gosh I've never been to Mexico how much do I need to pay for the flight? I thought it was cute that she wanted to go so bad that she was willing to pay for her own flight but I said, no, you don't have to pay for anything. It's all included. We just have some work to do while we're there. Well, once we got to Mexico, we had the best time. Of course, yes, we had work to do, but we also found lots of time to enjoy. We did a little photo shoot all around the resort, and on our day off, I wanted her to experience the surrounding area and not just the resort, so I paid for us to go into town where we went all over the place eating, drinking, shopping, taking pictures, and I covered everything for her because I wanted her to enjoy and not worry about the money. One of the nights, we were lying in bed talking, and she said, I feel like I've learned so much about you on this trip that so many people have no idea about. So she asked if she could take over my Instagram, and she shared 10 things I love about Jaina, ranting all about how nobody fully understands how hard I work, how passionate I am about my clients, and what a good friend I am. I was touched. When we got back home, I told her that since she'd worked on the trip, she didn't have to pay me back the $800. That worked out to about $90 per hour, and considering she didn't have experience doing half of the work that she needed to do and I needed to redo a lot of it, I was thinking that that was probably more than fair. She was really thankful and said she couldn't believe that I'd done that, and then that was the end of that conversation. I didn't really think much else of it. Next came Christmas. Now, I wanted to plan a little get-together for myself and some of the girls from my team because we'd had a really busy year. So I booked us a table at a restaurant and came with gifts and cards for each of the girls. As we sat there talking, Christy told us all about how she's all in with the team and really wanted to take the wedding industry on full force next summer. She said she loved working with us and I interrupted her to give the ladies their gifts. I can't remember what I gave them. I think it was a gift certificate for a massage and a bunch of makeup and stuff. I That's irrelevant. What I do remember was that in Christy's card, I wrote how she She was my biggest blessing that year because she was my new friend. She read the card and started to cry. I said, it's true. You've been so great and I just really appreciate that we met. (laughs) At the end of dinner, we had all the warm and fuzzies. We hugged each other goodbye as we were ready to go celebrate Christmas with our families. Later that week, I had plans to go visit my parents in Kelowna. Now, Kelowna is a four-hour drive away, and of course, because it's wintertime, there was snow pretty much the whole way. But my dad wanted me to come home for Christmas so bad that he drove through the mountains four hours only to come pick me up and drive us all the way back. 
I had a magical time with my family and eventually we started talking about how I was going to get home. Well, my dad mentioned that he could drive me, but he would be on a tight schedule to get back in time for work. So he asked if maybe it was possible to drop me off one hour outside of the city and have one of my friends pick me up there so that he wouldn't get stuck in the city traffic trying to leave. I said I'd find someone or take a bus or something, but he wouldn't have to worry. Well, the next day I was online messaging with some of my girlfriends saying Merry Christmas and catching up and Christy responded by asking how I was going to get home. I told her my dad's plan and she said, oh, why didn't you just ask me? I'd be more than happy to help you. I'll totally come pick you up. I was relieved and I let my dad know that we had a solution. It was snowing really hard on the day that he drove me home, but I kept Christy in the loop as to how far I was from our meeting spot. And once my dad got to where we were going to meet, she hadn't arrived yet, but I told him that she'd be on her way. So he unloaded all the boxes of my gifts and my suitcase, hugged me goodbye and drove away. I was sitting outside at the edge of a parking lot, but it didn't really matter to me because I knew she was going to be there shortly. So I let Christy know that I was there waiting, but I never got a response. I told myself she must be driving and trying to be safe and didn't notice the message. So I waited. Finally, she texted me back. Hey, girl, I'm on my way. I thought, oh, okay, strange she wasn't here yet, but I was thankful she was helping. So I didn't want to complain. I was starting to get really cold, so I searched through my suitcase for another layer to put on. I really hadn't planned on sitting outside for this long. I scrolled through my phone, which was tricky because my fingers were so cold. And finally, I sent a check-in message to Christy like, Hey, I'm just wondering how far you are. And she goes, Oh my gosh, I took a wrong turn. I don't even know where I am right now, but I'm working on it. Okay. Clearly, she took the wrong exit. I pulled my arms inside of my sweater and started to look around for an indoor spot to wait. I was freezing my tits off. I had so much stuff with me that I didn't feel comfortable moving it all around or sitting in a restaurant with three big boxes and a suitcase. I saw a shopping cart and considered piling it all in there and then having freedom to go where I wanted. But then I told myself, Jaina, it's fine. Just be patient. After a few more confusing texts back and forth, Christy finally pulled up. My hero! Oh, there she is! Man, was I glad to see her. I looked at my watch and thought, damn, that must have been one hell of a detour because she'd left me waiting outside for an hour and a half. Right away, she hopped out of her car with her phone out and said, oh my god, let me take a picture. You look so cute sitting there. I thought, you mean cold? But I smiled for the picture and then started to load my stuff into the back of her car. She goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry it took me so long. I'm the worst with directions. I said, are you kidding me? It's all good. I'm just thankful you're here. She goes, stop. You know I'd do anything for you, like 1,000%. We drove home talking about each of our Christmases, and after she dropped me off, I sent her a transfer for $200 to cover her gas and a little thank you for taking time out of her holidays for me. She saw the transfer and said, you really didn't have to do that, Jaina. This is just the kind of stuff friends do for each other. That was really nice of her to say, but I should point out that she still accepted the e-transfer anyways. (laughs) Shortly after this, we had a dinner plan, but at the last minute, she told me that she'd been in a car accident. I was so worried. I was texting her and asking how I could help, and she told me that it happened on a bridge and that her dog was in the car and her phone smashed on the windshield, and so it was going to be hard for her to text me back. In a panic, I messaged our friend Ricky. I said, you're never going to believe this. Christy was just in a horrible car accident. I'm thinking of going out there. What do you think we should do? Ricky said, wait a second, this seems a little strange. She said, just a couple of weeks ago, she never showed up to something with me and she told me that she got in a car accident then too. I said, really? That's wild because she never told me she'd been in a car accident and I've seen her car a few times. There was no indication of an accident anywhere. Now we were both really suspicious. I brought it up to Christy and she lost her mind on me. 
She said she didn't want to talk to me again. She couldn't believe that I was calling her a liar and that Ricky and I had been talking shit about her. I was blown. How had I just lost her as a friend? I'd also just found out that another friend of mine had stolen from me, so that magnified the hurt. Like, am I losing everybody right now? What's going on? Like, sure, she was a relatively new friend, but we'd also gotten really close. We'd travel together, shared secrets with each other. I'd done all I could to help her in her personal life and financial, and she'd been there for me too. I was sad confused, hurt. I felt rejected, unappreciated. Plus, I'm a really understanding person. If she explained why she was maybe dishonest about the car accident, I would have forgiven her no problem, but she just peaced out. It turns out I had no idea who she really was or how she really felt about me. Because a few months later, after our falling out, I mentioned it to a mutual friend of ours. I was telling her that it really hurt me that I'd lost her as a friend. And she said, oh, (laughs) Christy was never your friend. I said, I'm sorry, what? What? Then she proceeded to show me all of their text message histories. Almost every conversation the two of them had together was Christy complaining about me. Some of the things were small and some were really big. Apparently, when I invited her to Mexico, she wouldn't stop talking about how she didn't know how she was going to put up with me for that long. When we got back, she complained that I never paid her for the work that she did. Of course, completely leaving out that she wasn't qualified for the job, used my kit, and I paid for everything we did on the trip, plus relieved her of her debt regardless. Then there was the Christmas party. My heart sank as I read all the messages that Christy was sending on her way to meet up with me that night. She was saying things like, I don't even want to go to this thing. It's so lame. Like, what's she going to do? Have us sit on Santa's knee? I'd rather be home doing literally anything else. She thinks her business is important to me. Honey, I'm just trying to make some extra money. I was blown. Sure, she didn't want to spend time with me, but she was still happy to accept my gifts, pay for the dinner. Were those tears fake when she read my card? I regretted calling her my biggest blessing. The best was the Christmas pickup. Remember when she came to save the day? (laughs) Yeah, I saw the entire conversation she was having while she was driving out to come get me. She was telling that mutual friend of ours that I was ruining her Christmas. Keep in mind, this was like three days after Christmas. And she pointed out that I'd just texted her, but that she wasn't going to reply. She said that she hoped I was freezing my ass off. And here's the best part. When she was almost at our meetup spot, she said, fuck it. Jaina can wait longer. I'm going to take a detour and get there whenever I feel like it. Then, there it was. The picture she'd taken of me sitting out in the cold with a message underneath it that said, Look, here she is. The one and only Jaina Marie. Everyone thinks she's so great, but look how pathetic she is sitting outside with nobody to save her. Nobody to save her. Now let's keep in mind. It was her idea to come pick me up, and despite her saying she was doing it as a friend, I still sent her $200. So now, rewind back with me. Back to that sad place in complete disbelief that I'd lost what I considered a good friendship. Do you see why it was actually a blessing in disguise? She was a wolf in sheep's clothes. The worst kind of person. Someone who acts like she's in your corner but is secretly sabotaging you the whole time. Something similar happened to a bride of mine once. I was glamming her for one of her pre-wedding events and of course I posted her look on my Instagram story. 
Have you ever meant to send someone's story to a friend but replied to the actual story instead? Well, that's what happened. Someone replied to my story saying, See, look at this stupid outfit. She looks like a kid. I'd never be caught dead in that. Clearly, it was someone meaning to send that message to a friend of hers but replied to me by accident. I was so curious as to who this bitchy person was, so I clicked on her profile and I was horrified to see that it was the bride's best friend. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes right now. The same friend who was there the whole time I was doing the bride's hair and makeup. She was hyping her up. So, of course, I'm always team bride. So I replied saying, you and I both know she loved that look and felt really comfortable in that outfit. And I'm pretty sure that's all that matters. When I tell you that this woman blocked unfriend and followed me so fast, my head was spinning. But it's wild to think that some of the people close to us don't have our best intentions at heart. You and I, we only have a limited amount of time, love, money, and effort to give to the other people in our lives. And we want to be spending all of that as efficiently as possible and on people who deserve it. So when someone tries to remove themselves from the equation, we have more time, energy, resources for ourselves or other people who are more loyal or feeding back into us. We don't know every conversation that happens when we're not in the room. We don't know every text message that's sent, and we don't know every conversation that happens on the phone. We don't know everyone's intentions, and we don't know where everybody's heart is at. Sometimes I feel like when it comes to relationships and the people in our lives, it's like we have them in a room and we're bolting the windows and doors shut, trying to keep them in there with us, trying to convince them to stay because we're afraid of rejection, afraid of feeling alone. But that holding room of people should have a revolving door. Let people come and leave as they please, because in the end, we only want the real, loving, authentic relationships around us. Of course, not every bad friend is a lying, manipulative backstabber. Some are jealous of you. Some aren't encouraging of your goals. Some are selfish with your time. And some take way more than they give. I don't know about you, but I've found that a majority of the relationships that I've lost, whether it be friendships or love, are the ones that I've done the most for. Can you relate? Speaking of doing the most, I did a Google search of celebrity friendships that ended and I found the story of Selena Gomez. Her one-time bestie gave her a kidney gave her a kidney, like an actual part of her body. And shortly after, Selena did an interview saying that she never really felt accepted by Hollywood, that Taylor Swift was her only friend. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that would totally happen to me. Like I'm lying there bleeding out after just giving some ungrateful person a part of my body and she's there shouting out someone else. <laughs> when we lose those kinds of people, the ones we've done the most for, do you think that's a mistake? Do you think it's a mistake that we lose the people taking the most from us and giving us the least in return? We feel sorry for ourselves when things like that happen. Like, how? How could this happen to me after all I did for them? After all the ways I gave, all the ways I cared, I gave you a kidney, bitch. But that's the point. Those are the people who need to go the most. Let's put it this way. Imagine everything you do for someone, every minute you spend, all the time on the phone, giving advice, planning birthday parties, picking them up from the airport, whatever you do. Let's pretend that all the effort you put into someone has a dollar value, okay? Now let's imagine that each of our relationships is a separate investment. You put your money, that money from all that effort into each of your investments. Some pay you back, meaning you have some friends who love on you, spend time with you, help you. They're also giving that money back to you. Those are good investments 
investments, but some people only take. And if someone is only taking and not loyal, they're only costing you their money pits. Money pits. So please tell me why any of us cry when we lose those kinds of people in our lives. Am I right? The way I see it is, it's like we're driving a bus through this life. There are only so many seats on the bus. We want this bus to be filled with the people we really love and the people who really love us back. But once in a while, we need to pull over and let someone off the bus. Oh, is this your stop? And the reason we feel sad is because we're afraid of having an empty bus. But you know what really happens? Now, we have a seat available for someone else who's going to choose us. Someone new to learn from, someone new to love and laugh with. Personally, I'd rather reach my goals with two people riding shotgun, offering to drive when my eyes get tired, than a packed bus full of fake friends who don't give a fuck about how I'm feeling. When someone steps off your bus, be thankful. Not every relationship ends with a civilized conversation. Sometimes the deceit and disrespect are loud, but be thankful regardless. There are people who will take advantage of your kindness. Some are jealous of you. Some are acting nice to your face and secretly leaving you sitting out in the cold on purpose. Let the universe do the house cleaning. Let go of the dead weight. Be thankful when you lose someone because there's a reason for it. I promise. Of course, it's not all doom and gloom. (laughs) What does good friendship look like? Well, thankfully, I have a handful of solid, balanced, mutually beneficial, healthy relationships with some women in my life. And this week, there was a beautiful example of what good friendship feels like. So my girl Gina is an absolute queen. She actually has her own podcast called the MMG. It's the Millennial Money Guide. It's all about helping you understand your finances. She's all about empowering women to learn how to grow and manage our wealth. And she puts on a Fundamentals of Wealth workshop every year. And this year, she reached out to me saying that the expenses of her workshop were getting really high and she needed some sponsors. She asked me, if I send you the sponsor package, can you send it to any businesses you think might be interested? I said, of course. I took a look over the information and decided I wanted to have Big Lash Energy sponsor her show because it fully represents women being independent and I really wanted to support her. I'm a firm believer that our friends should be the first ones to be there to support us and I try to live by that. So I replied and said that the sponsorship package looks great. I sent a transfer for one. She was surprised and thankful and I was glad that I could help. The night before the event, she was setting it up and it was taking way longer than she planned. So I went there to support her and put my swag items into the giveaway boxes. And the next day I showed up to her event and saw her looking like a million dollars, despite I'm sure being very stressed and sleep deprived. (laughs) But it was clear she was in her element. It was so cool watching all the women come in excited to meet her. I could only be there for a few hours before I had to go glam a bride, but I wouldn't have missed being there to see her for the world. I was smiling ear to ear as she took the microphone and I shushed anyone around me who wasn't paying attention like, hey, that's my friend talking. Shut the hell up and listen. She introduced herself, told everyone that Big Lush Energy was in the house, which was a lovely shout out. And then she got to her presentation. I listened intently because I'm going to be real with you. I might know how to make money, but I have no idea what to do with it after. So I was taking notes intently. And as she stood there with a hundred pairs of eyes staring at her, she looked down at her phone and sent a text message. Well, a couple of seconds later, one of the women who was working behind the scenes came and tapped me on the shoulder. She said, Jaina, Jaina just texted me and insisted that I make sure you've eaten lunch before you have to leave for work. Even when the spotlight was on her, 
Even in her moment, with a hundred women hanging on her every word, she was still thinking of me and if I would have the chance to eat before I'd go back to work. That is the kind of friend I want on my bus. Friends like Shannon, who let me have my party for Big Lush Energy at her house because she knew I needed some wind in my sails after my sister bailed on the podcast. Friends like Elsa, who knew I was overworked one summer, so she made me a whole bunch of meals so I'd be well-nourished at a time when I was either skipping meals or eating in a drive-thru. Friends like Ricky, who wears her Big Lush Energy hoodie every single Wednesday, whether she's seeing me or not, and wakes up first thing in the morning to listen to my show and send feedback. Friends like Emily, who come to my house and spend the entire day helping me move. The good friends. The good friends. Save your time. Save your energy. Save Save your your love love for them. If someone is trying to leave your life, if it feels like it's their time to go, believe them. Pull over. Open the doors and And let let them them go. go. Because you are worthy of good, solid, balanced, loving relationships in all aspects of your life. And you don't know what's happening in their hearts or behind your back. Trust and believe that the world is abundant. You haven't met everyone you're going to love yet or everyone that's going to love you. You never know who's going to hop on your bus at the next stop. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I appreciate you. Thanks for riding with me, boo. (laughs) If you appreciate Big Lush Energy, I would love if you could leave a five-star review or a review on Apple Podcasts. They put a smile on my face like nothing else, I tell you. And of course, if you know someone who could use a little BLE in their lives, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, somebody else finds out about a fake friend. Thank goodness. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. What? Who needs you? (laughs) Until next time, please go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Would you fit me in if you can? Damn, Jaina, I know you're the one with the plan. Damn, Jaina, there's no time to waste what you make. Damn, Jaina, cause you make me up right now. Damn, Jaina, would you fit me in if you can? Damn, Jaina, I know you're the one with the plan. Damn, Jaina, there's no time to waste what you make. Damn, Jaina, Oh